What is going on? The Isles Meetups Pod, episode eight. And tonight we are joined by Jeff Stewart of Isles Meetup Pittsburgh. Jeff, what's going on, brother? What's up, Mikey? How are you? Good, man. Nice to see you. Nice to hang out on a Friday night. Yes. I like your your setup, man. You got some <laughs> Thank you. sweet Islanders swag hanging up behind you, like that Leonard jersey. Is that yeah, that's signed? Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Um, but my girlfriend had it framed for me last Christmas. Very nice, man. That's 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 cool, and it's just so cool to see how much of an impact a player made on the fan base in such a short amount of time. Like he literally played just one season, and it it was such a like just a, a wild ride and to see that like tattoo on his neck and everything. It, it's just, it's cool, man. It's cool to see. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nuts. He's definitely, uh, I would say probably my favorite active player right now. Um, it, it, it was cool. I, I, I followed Leonard kind of closely because of fantasy reasons uh, prior to. So like when he came to the Island, I was pretty ecstatic. It's just so funny because, and we'll dive into this, but, you're a, a big fan of, of the goaltenders, which is, yeah, you know, it, it's cool because, you know, I never owned a goalie, like a, a goalie's jersey until Thomas Grice, when, you know, obviously with all the work that we did with his camp and everything, like he became a, a, a fan favorite of mine. And like, you're just a, a huge supporter of the goaltenders, which is, is kind, yeah. of, kind of odd, but kind of cool. There, there's some history with Grace uh, there too. Um, over my shoulder, there's actually a little picture. Um, if you, if you want to get in, kind of like right into it, um, there's a picture of Evgeny Nabokov when he played for San Jose over my shoulder there too. So there's um, there's some history there with Grace and of course Nabokov too with the Isles. So right. yeah, like right. I, it, goal goalie's kind of been the position I've always just like oddly, you know, followed and kind of kept this meticulous track on i love it well i definitely want to dive into that specifically and everything isles meetups pittsburgh but before i do that i want to tell everyone about our homies over at oyster bay brewing company you have a lot of great choices when it comes to great beer and oyster bay brewing company provides the best long island has to offer Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They are the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker no matter which meetup group you are a part of. The Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week with indoor and outdoor seating, so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in the country. And if you use coupon code THPN at checkout, you get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Cool, Jeff. I, I definitely want to dive into your story because Pittsburgh doesn't really make sense of a, as a place to have <laughs> an Islanders meetup group because 
truthfully, Pittsburgh is really far from Long Island. Like it's right. probably at least eight to nine hours away yeah, from Long Island. That, yeah. And, you know, I, I personally have never met anyone that has picked up and moved from Long Island to Pittsburgh. So when we were branching out and expanding, when you reached out, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but like <laughs> I by didn't all, either. <laughs> by all means, man, like if you want to do that in Pittsburgh and we were, you know, about to go to the playoffs against Pittsburgh, the Penguins, I was like, by all means, man, like have at it and then let's see what we can what what can happen there. And I kind of want to just hear like how did you become an Islander fan? Do you have connections to Long Island? Like tell us your story. So I actually I have no connections to Long Island at all. I, as far as I know, um, like I was saying about Nabokov. So growing up, my dad's a pretty big hockey fan, and um, when I would stay with him, I can remember all the nights just kind of watching hockey with him. I would I remember just sitting on the floor in his bedroom and just watching the games with him. And um, the the Penguins just never really caught my eye the way they did, and just kind of being a little kid like san jose sharks just being there like as a little kid you just kind of get that attachment and um i growing up a little bit as i you know got older um i just kept following san jose and my love of goalies like i fell in love with nabokov so you know everything that transpired with him whenever he was let go by san jose and then detroit tried to bring him back and the islanders claimed him like i got really excited because um I, I did also root for the Islanders a lot as an underdog too, because of, you know, their obvious rough period they were going through. So when he came around, I was like, this is kind of cool. And like, it just, like, I just made it work in my own head and um, it just, it just snowballed like that. Really. It's, it's as crazy as that sounds, but it's, it's really kind of just that simple at the same time. And then, you know, Grice came who was supposed to be, the next Nabokov for San Jose. I was like, this is just really cool. <laughs> it just keeps happening here. And um, so that, that's kind of just how it happened. It's, it, I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. A lot of times it doesn't make sense to me, um, but that's, that's honestly the truth of it. So I guess like growing up being a Sharks fan, or at least like, you know, gravitating towards them because of Nabokov, like, were you able to watch too many San Jose San Jose Sharks games? Because I, like obviously those yeah. games would be starting super late for a young kid. I, I you know it, it was hard. Um and I, I was a pretty casual lax fan, you know, during that time. But uh, I, I really did enjoy watching them. I remember watching the playoff games when I was younger. Um my parents had premium cable and stuff like that. So I was able to watch them, especially on the weekends, whenever they would disappear and I would have uh they would go camping, so I would have the living room TV. <laughs> so I would I would be able to watch them on the weekends at least. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't the most serious of following until I got a little bit older. It was actually my senior year in high school where my hockey fandom really exploded. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. That that's when you really like, you know, and Tim from Atlanta mentioned that last last episode, like that's about the time where you start making your own income and can kind of spend the money right. the way you want to. And, you know, being able to go to games and maybe travel to see your team, like it's possible. Whereas right. like if you're 15, 16 years old and you're like, Hey mom, I need like a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to go 
watch the, the New York Islanders on Long Island. She'd be like, get yeah. out of here. You're crazy. Go right. to the room. So, I mean, there was also, like, I, I have a pretty high disdain for uh, the local sports broadcast, particularly toward hockey. And I know James down in D.C., <laughs> he feels the same way. Um, that that just annoyance of how I feel about our local media coverage also really pushed me away from once I got older to be a Pens fan, too. So, like, th- th- there were some third-party push too to just like I don't I don't want any part of this because of just how it's in my opinion it's one of the most worst homer markets out there is out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you also picked kind of a bad time to jump ship though because you would have yeah been it was rough because experience, the, the, experience the rise of, of Crosby. Yeah, like a, a bunch of winning years if you would have yeah. just been a Penguins fan. But we're happy to have you and. uh your story still doesn't really make much sense nope. to me, but I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll embrace it. And, uh, you know, I, I guess when we started the groups, it, it was at a pretty perfect time. Like I mentioned, like we were about to go play the Penguins first round right. and then we ended up sweeping them, which was unbelievable. So what was it like in Pittsburgh for that series? And do you feel like you gained traction pretty quickly because of that um yeah the, the first season they meet us was definitely a more it, it, it was a very tight i mean it still is but it was a very very tight-knit core group of people that went and um you know i i i started the meetups kind of with the intention of just hoping to find like maybe a couple people that would want to get together on the weekends and just want to watch a game because in my eyes or my you know the way i felt I was like i can't be the only one here and um, outside of my brother, who he, you know, he kind of jumped ship with me because him and I are pretty close. So he he just followed with me. But um, it, I, I was really shocked. I didn't think I would get anybody like I was an absolute nervous wreck. The first meetup um, like I was it, I was in pretty bad shape. And <laughs> to, to see like where it went to, you know, especially with that game three, whenever I just kind of put it out there, hey, we're going to get together for a picture and you know, all those guys showed up. I, I was really blown away by just the amount of people that, you know, made the travel and the amount of people that showed up and just like actually seeing what I was trying to do. Like that, it was really humbling and really cool. So let's talk about your members because I, I still, like I said, don't know many people from long Island that moved to Pittsburgh. So are you realizing that a lot of these people have done that or are they in like similar situations as you, where they kind of just didn't want to be homers and root for the penguins and just picked another team. Like tell me about your core. So everybody off the top of my head that I can think of that comes consistently, they're all transplants. Like I'm the organic one yet. I'm the host of the the group. So (laughs) it's like, doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, they're all they're all transplants. Um, Jay, the most consistent one, um, he just kind of decided to pop out. He wanted to make a change, and th- this is where he ended up, coincidentally. And so he's a, Jay's out here. Um, Rob, John, uh, Missy, and Jim, like everybody's a transplant except me and my brother. Okay, okay. I, a couple I, I other guess... guys, they're they're also out here. They came from work. I got a couple guys out here for college. Um, they they like rotate a um internship in school. They they come back and forth. Okay, so it's kind of a little bit all over the map, but 
I guess you're you're proving me wrong that people do move from Long Island to Pittsburgh. So it, yeah. it really just goes to show that there literally are Islander fans everywhere. And it, it's so cool that like it, this works in, you know, markets that sh- it shouldn't. And, you know, I, I think you kind of have your head on your on on your shoulders where you're like, you, you know, we're, we're not going to probably get 200 people at our meetups, but if we get 15 to 20, 30, like, you know, that this is really special. And it, it, it is, it, it's way harder to get those people in, in that kind of market than it is like in the Florida's and the, and the Carolinas where people from New York are moving every single day. Right. Yeah. Like th- this isn't like where people just decide, like people don't come to Pittsburgh to retire. Like they, they come out of here mostly for work. If And that, I'm pretty sure that's the case with everybody that's here. Like that's just where their professional life took them. And um, whereas other people are like, I want to go to Florida cause I want to, I want to work there. And this is where I want to finish up at, you know, it's di- definitely a different situation out here. Very cool. So I'm just curious because I don't even know if I know this, like, I know you reached out to us to like, see if we can help you get a group started, but like, how did you even find out about Isles meetups? Like, how did you know what we were doing, you know, in Charlotte in DC and like some of the original markets? Um, I can't quite remember exactly, but I, I do know at the time I was listening to Mike and Brian's podcast, um, so, you know, the ILC podcast, and I can't remember if they mentioned the meetup groups or, you know, exactly what happened. But I do know the night that I made the group before I went to bed, I woke up the next morning from a retweet from Brian and a message from you and Devin. So like, it, it was immediately you guys that stepped in and was like, hey, <laughs> this is what if you really want to do this and this is where we're at. Cool. So do you regret it or are you super excited that you kind of just took the plunge and, and started this? Oh, I, I don't regret it at all. It's it's but like I said before, it was definitely turned into something more than what I thought I was going to get. Like I, I just thought I was going to find maybe a, a, another guy or two or someone just to go watch a game with after work one night, you know, once a month. That was like that was where I set the bar at with what I wanted. And I, I, I got more. <laughs> So I, I, I'm happy for it. It was just, it turned into more than what I thought it would actually be. Now, you know, sometimes I'm a little jealous of some of the more, you know, smaller and more intimate meetups because, you know, the way you just kind of started throwing names off and like saying where they're from and knowing their whole story, like you're able to do that because it is an intimate group and you yeah. are able to get so much closer with these people whereas you know some and i'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything like that but like you know some of the charlotte meetups are 40 50 and and larger right. where you know i try my best to bounce around and introduce myself and talk a little bit with everyone that shows up but it, it's 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 hard a, it's hard so like you know when we first got started and our groups were smaller it was so just awesome like sitting and talking with these people throughout Mm -hmm. the entire game and getting to know them and at this point you know the way you've talked about some of these members it sounds like they are dear friends of yours at this point Uh, they absolutely are um jay i I talk to jay all the time 
Um, he's definitely from the media, became one of my best friends. Um, definitely outside of hockey, uh, he's, you know, him and I can relate on a lot of levels and him and I talk a lot. Like we're definitely really good friends. And it, it with the intimate group, it is awesome. Just because like you said, it's nice to be able to just kind of carry a conversation where the whole of us can participate. And it's not like you're bouncing around trying to like separate your attention from one person. You're like, we're all in on it at once. And it's, it definitely, it's cool. It's nice. It's, and Rob is, um, he he plays hockey out here too in a, in a beer league. So like to have a guy, like even that kind of a level, just like explain hockey sometimes whenever maybe you're a little confused it's it's cool and it's nice that like that conversation carries to everybody and we all can just kind of talk about it i love that it's really like that's what this is all about and those connections those relationships those friendships it's it's why we do this and why we put in the time and yeah we want the team to win yeah we love that our logos are hanging up in you know ubs and all of those just unbelievable experiences we gotten it's at the end of the day those friendships and and the people that you meet yeah i mean like jay and our legitimate friends if you know for whatever reason scheduling stuff doesn't work out for um the meetups or whatever you know it's not unusual for him to be like dude you just want to come over and get a pizza and we'll he has a cool theater thing in his backyard i think i sent you a picture of it like it's, we'll just do that. Like at least as friends, not even part of the meetup group, like we can just do something like that. Absolutely. And Jeff, I'm, I'm loving this conversation and I want to keep it going. But before we do that, I do want to tell everyone about our homies over at Dynasty Hockey Co. Launched in 2020, Dynasty Hockey Co., captures the unique history, the colorful personalities, and the enduring excitement of the New York Islanders. Drawing on inspiration from the worlds of music, film, and art, and applying it to hockey culture, the apparel created by Dynasty Hockey Co. is uniquely its own. It was created exclusively for Lifelong Islander fans by Lifelong Islander fans. So head over to dynastyhockey.co and use promo code THPN for $3 off of any t-shirt. That's dynastyhockey.co using promo code THPN for $3 off any t-shirt. So, Jeff, I'm just super curious about like the process of being able to find a bar in Pittsburgh proper that is willing to have oh. a bunch of New York Islander <laughs> fans come and hang out and watch a game because for a few years, cause you've been doing this for about four years now. It has to, I think season four. Yeah. Yeah. So like for the most part, you guys were going to a bar called sidelines because I, uh-huh. I, I, it's cool that I kind of picked up on the names of some of the bars, especially for the ones that have been consistent you know, tell us about sidelines and kind of how you landed there and kind of the atmosphere that you had while you've gone there. And I know things are a little iffy right now, but right. let's let's talk about, you know, the first three years or so going there. Well, we started out at Wild Wings, which seems to be like the go to for like these the smaller groups that start up just trying to find a spot. Um, so we started out there. Act- and 
I'm just all the credits do it, it goes to James from DC again. Um, he his girlfriend's from here, and he used to watch the games at sidelines. So that's how he he knew about it. And he messaged me one day, and he's like, "Dude, check this out." So me and Jay got together one evening on a Saturday, I think. We just went out, checked it out, see if it would work. Um, talked to the manager, talked to the bartender, and that's that's where we ended up at. Um, it's a really nice place. They had like the back theater room, so they we can kind of get cut off and kind of get like our own. I don't want to say private service, but like it's it's all selected to us, and they they they, they treat us really good. It's it is tough looking for alternatives or anything you know different that we might want to do um i actually messaged a friend of mine today to see what alternatives we might have because of you know like you said some scheduling issues we're running into right now but um it's it's not easy it's definitely not um i give pittsburgh sports fans as a whole that they they're they're hardy and they're proud and they they don't like they're not the biggest they're not real happy other people coming into their barn, whether it's at their arena or at their bar. So it, we get heckled, um, but it sidelines keeps it cool to us. Like they definitely don't let it get out of hand. Um, and they'll, they'll even throw a couple of chips in at us, but like, again, it's always in good fun. They're, they treat us really well. Now, have you ever done like, other than that playoff series, have you ever done like aisles penguins meetups? I haven't because they the schedulers don't like us it's always in the middle of a week um and it's i i I want to i mean we did last year i got us i think 20 tickets um a quarter of the group went and my girlfriend we went and you know we we got those 20 tickets the the ticket rep actually just reached out to me again last week i i want to do something again this season um i think the games are on a tuesday and a thursday and they're like two or three weeks apart like Th- those days makes it a little tough. Um, you know, people are going to travel, come from the island or wherever they displace to. Like, they probably want to take a three day weekend, not in the middle of the week. So, th- there's th- th- there's been some challenges with the schedule ever since uh, Game Three, really, that where I was able to get that picture. It just really just hasn't worked out that well. And like, I I just think it's they they just don't like us. <laughs> but you know to be fair, like getting 20 or so Islander fans together, all sitting together in Pittsburgh is still something to be super proud of. Like that isn't going to happen all the time. And it what it wouldn't really happen, happen unless you did that. So, right. you know, it, it's definitely something to be proud of. And if it lands on a Saturday or something like that, like crap, like I've always wanted to go to a game in Pittsburgh. I really have. And it's not an awful drive from Charlotte no. to Pittsburgh. It's it's about eight hours. So if that if that happens to land on a, a Saturday, like that's a cool weekend to make it an extended weekend and right. You yeah, could definitely get way more than twenty Islander fans together. Yeah, if if I could get some help from the schedulers, I, I think I could do a, a lot better what I have. Cause actually when I went to when I did the game in April, um there was actually a lot of people from Ohio that like I would just me and Jay were walking up to, we would see him in Isles gear. And there was actually like a surprising number of people from Ohio that was there. Um, there's, it only takes like an hour and a half ish to get to Ohio. So 
I don't know why people why there's like such a weird flock going there, but like apparently they're they're heading there for whatever reason. So um with that short of a drive, I, I feel like I could even pull some of those people over here if if the schedule could, you know, work in my favor. You know, a- after a game like I left last night, it was what like 10 30, almost eleven. So like by the time those people get home, it's going to be late and they don't take off work. Like that's rough. And no one wants to do that unless it's for a three day weekend, which I get. <laughs> yeah. So fingers crossed next season or maybe playoffs, playoffs, something happens. Fun. Crazy. Do it again. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I love that. So Jeff, I, I, you know, I, I would love to kind of dive into, you know, just some of your memories as an Islander fan, even though it's kind of, a little short lived at this point, but like, you know, as you've developed your fandom, like what are some of those moments that, that stand out to you as an Islander fan? Um, my, the first win I finally got to see in person was the biggest one. Um, that was Vegas's inaugural season. Um, I got to see him in Brooklyn. That one stood out. It was, it, it was like a weird relief for me. Cause I finally got to see a win. I think I'd seen them, four times um in person and they were all unfortunately losses so that was rough um the very first game i went to is very dear to me because it was um it was what was a 2014 the sochi olympics where Tavares got hurt um i managed to score tickets to go to the coliseum when san jose was visiting and I, I got right behind the net. So I was able to see the Islanders play San Jose when Nabokov was playing with the Isles. So like that was that that one sticks out a lot too. That was a big one. That was my first in-person game. Um and that one, yeah, just that being my first game in person was really huge to me. It was also one of those things where like I didn't really I, I wanted the Isles to win, but like I was just so happy to be there. Like I really wasn't worried about the score. I was just like just in this fanatic euphoria that I was able to finally see my favorite player, my favorite team. So that, that one's a big one. So like, what was your first impression of the Coliseum? Like that, that's gotta be so like <laughs> unique to, to people that run these groups. Cause like, I don't remember anything other than the Coliseum. Like that was just like where I was introduced to professional hockey. Like I didn't have any other choice. Like that was right. just, what I was used to. So like when I started going to road games, I was just like, Oh, this is what NHL. <laughs> like, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Um, I, it was just so like my home. So I guess like, what was your experience being an outsider coming to the Coliseum for the first time? It was kind of similar to how you felt leaving and seeing other arenas. Cause I, 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 I only, the only notions that I have was what I've heard and read. And I got there and I was like, wow, this is literally everything that they are saying, both good and bad about the Coliseum. It, you know, it was small, it was cramped, you know, all, all the issues were there, but like the 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 intimate atmosphere was also there. And that's like that was awesome because I've been to these bigger arenas and even with twice the amount of people that were there that night, like it feels hollow and it feels empty compared to what it was like that day at the Coliseum. Yeah. The only other thing I can kind of compare it to is the Buffalo Bills because, you know, I went to, to school in upstate New York, so I, I've gone to a bunch of Bills games, 
and Ralph Wilson Stadium, and I it might have a new name now, but that's what it was called when I was going to games. Like it's right in the middle of the suburbs. Like right. it's yeah, not I, in downtown I remember Buffalo. passing it and driving to Buffalo. Yeah, like it's in the suburbs and right. their tailgate atmosphere as is like become awesome. lore. Like it's just like <laughs> it's crazy. People have finally caught on to it, you know, because there's no like restaurants or bars that like maybe there's like some dive bars. I'm not gonna speak a hundred percent on the Buffalo Bills experience, but like most of the people are like tailgating hard for those games. Right. Which is very similar to Islander games because you know it's right in the middle of Long Island, like mm-hmm. in in the suburbs. Yeah, there's some like Hofster bars that are nearby, but most people who are in their 20s and 30s aren't going to Hofster bars. Like I was getting into Hofster bars when I was 16 years old. Like right. I'm not going there when I'm 25, 30 years old. Like no chance. And then like yeah, there's a few restaurants, but like there most people would either tailgate or go to the hotel bar, which is like just so right. bizarre when you go to other markets where there's literally just like bar everywhere you look right that's how it is here a a whole different experience so it's definitely cool to hear that it was kind of a little you know different for you yeah i didn't get to do the the tailgate thing on my first game to the coliseum we hit really bad traffic we barely made puck drop so like we had to call the hotel and everything until we're gonna have a late check-in we went straight to the game um but I did manage to go to what was it was Carolina right before the COVID shutdown, um, where they cut everything off. I made it a mission. I wanted to take my brother. I sent you a picture. Um, us crammed in the back of the car, heading to the tailgate. Um, I, I wanted to get my brother to the Coliseum because I knew it was the last season, and I wanted to get him there. So I, we were able to do the tailgate thing too, my, and myself too for the first time. And like, it's awesome (laughs) it's i i can't maybe i'm wrong but like i just can't imagine it working in any other hockey market it's just it's i don't even want to say organized chaos but it is chaos but it's also very like family friendly um jay's daughter was she just grabbed some random little kid stick and just started shooting a puck in the parking lot like nothing yeah no one cared it was just cool like everyone was just so happy just to be there and um so that that was really awesome too. That was one of the other better experiences I got. Like I actually got to do the tailgate thing and walk around and hang out and just see people. I met Sign Guy that day. Um, so yeah, yeah, like it's I I have a hard time seeing that working. Or I, I definitely couldn't see it here. Just the way that the arena is laid out, like you're parking in a parking garage here at PPG. Um, maybe back in the day when the igloo was still here, but not with the current setup. So like. That's something I think Isles fans can definitely hold high. Um, like they just they, they kind of go nuts, and it's it, it's great, and I love it. <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish it was possible to do here, but it's just it's just not going to fit the bill. Yeah, luckily, you know, I moved twelve hours away, and the local NHL team in Raleigh is is also kind of similar, where there is definitely way more of a, a tailgate atmosphere and. You know, our, our tailgates get a little crazy <laughs> there as well. So it's uh, definitely just a different experience. And that, that's what's cool about traveling around and seeing the Islanders in all these different markets is you kind of see 
what's kind of cool about each little fan base and they're all mm-hmm. a little different and it's cool. Yeah. Um, but Buffalo is a really nice place to go to. Um, I, I have a friend that lives just South of Buffalo. So, um, him and I will go occasionally. I haven't, I haven't been up there in a couple of years now, but like him and I, so he's in my fantasy league. So we still keep in touch. I, I want to get up there and see him and Damien again. It, it, I, I Buffalo is probably my second favorite city to go visit. And how many hours away did you say that was? I want to say Buffalo is like three and a half. If okay. I'm right. I could be, could be awful a bit since it's been a few years, but I do like Buffalo. It's a nice, it's a nice drive. It's an easy drive. Um, I like the city a lot. It's actually easy to navigate. Pittsburgh is not. Yeah. So I'm already envisioning, you know, a Saturday game in Buffalo, a Saturday game in Pittsburgh. You send up all your Pittsburgh crew to the Buffalo. They would go. They and would then go. it's close enough. And then vice versa. All the Buffalo people make the drive down to Buffalo. And there you go. You got 50, 75 tickets right there. Yeah. D- Damien said he wants to come back down. So it's, so it's all a matter of just getting some help with the schedule. It definitely could be a good time. And I mean, if Buffalo shows up the way that some expect, like, you know, kind of not unreasonable to think maybe those two could even meet together too in the playoffs. So you never know. Yeah, for sure. So Jeff, I definitely want to dive into some more just meetup memories and kind of what you have planned for this season. But before I do that, I do want to tell everyone about our sponsor, DraftKings. So hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. So throw down some money on the Islanders against the Hurricanes on October 28th and win some big money on the Islanders. Bet on the Islanders, of course. So if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn... Small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. (coughs) So, you know, you've been running the group for about four years now, and I just want to hear some of those memorable meetup moments. So not necessarily like, the games that you saw, not necessarily like the, the goals that you saw, but some of those meetup moments. Um, One that sticks out, I know it's a favorite of uh, Jay's too. Um, Sean, uh, the artist from Twitter, does all the really good pencil drawings. He actually showed up at one of my meetups. Um, he's a really big Bills fan also. And that was a perfect storm of a weekend because the Bills were visiting the Steelers. So... I had my meetup on a Saturday and it was a Saturday afternoon and a bunch of bills slash saber fans showed up at sidelines also. And um, so they showed up and we had our, you know, we were in the back theater room and I had my meetup. It was a pretty decent crowd. 
Um, Sean just popped in with the Owls jersey, and like I was just kind of floored. I thought that was awesome. But then the uh, Bills and Sabres fans just started trickling, and they took over the bar, and the Isles were playing the Sabres that day. So that was uh, that was really fun because you, you just the ooh and ahs back and forth on the opposite sides of the bar. Like that was just it, it was so fun. Um, Jay was egging them on. Next goal eats a dozen of their hottest wings, stuff like that. Like it, it was. It was really fun. It, it it didn't get rowdy at all. It was just both both fans just had a really you know really good time. And then Penguin fans are just like, "Where are we? What's going on right now?" <laughs> yeah, um, when it's been bigger, when we've had bigger turnouts and like a Pens games coming after ours or a Pens game just ended, like it, like you can kind of see the confusion in their faces when we show up in like kind of droves. Um, that there's definitely it's definitely a funny feeling there just like to see the kind of perplexed look like because no one like sidelines doesn't advertise it or anything for us. They just give us the room and that's it. And um, when we just kind of show up like that, like there's definitely a level of complex confusion. Like who are these people? Why are they here? And uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time. And you know, when we, I kind of, I don't want to say purposefully, but, um, I, I do try to get us out there for a Penn's Isles game because at least I know it, it there's going to be some people and that's an opportunity for maybe people who don't have ESPN or at the time NHL TV to go somewhere and watch the game on the local broadcast where they can actually see it. So I try to take advantage of those nights too to see if I can find someone new in the area if they just popped in or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it, 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 that's the beautiful thing about being away from New York to do these is, you know, you got your local market where you can kind of get it on. I, I don't want to say basic cable because it's not necessarily on basic cable, but like getting it without a subscription, right. which, you know, there are some bars that unfortunately just do not buy the hockey package. So having the option of, you know, national games or, your local teams games and, and scheduling meetups around that. It at least gives you options for bars that don't have the package. Right. It, it gives you a chance. I mean, you never know what will happen, but at least, at least you, you know, capitalize on what you got now with ESPN taken too, or there's a little bit more of a national spotlight. So, you know, this season I got, I got to go through the schedule again and kind of go over all that stuff too, and see if maybe there's another chance we can do something like that. Yeah. But I also at the same time like find it hard in a market like Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh's a hockey town? It like, is. It, it's a sports town. It is. It they, is. They they got. There's a lot of pride here. There is good or bad. Um, usually when it's bad, it's kind of funny. But I mean, we've also been there too. So. Yeah, I but I just like can't imagine too many bars not having the hockey package. So. It, You'd be surprised. Um, it's it's been tough. I've reached out to several and they don't have it. Um, that's why sidelines was like a really big deal once we found out that they they carried it. I immediately reached out to the manager and they said they have it. So that's when me and Jay scoped it out. It um I'm gonna check out Market Square right in downtown because I, I was there last night. It's where I parked and there's there's potential there. There's a lot of a lot more than I knew down there. There's a lot of back alleys with a lot of bars. Um, so I'm going to talk to a friend of mine that worked down there for years and see what maybe he can dig up for me too. Yeah. So I guess that kind of brings up where you're at at this point for this season, because, you know, unfortunately it, it sounds like 
things with sidelines and Isles Meetups Pittsburgh have kind of went their separate ways. So it, it seems like you're in the market of trying to find a new home base. Is that correct? I'm trying. I'm I'm not ruling them out. Um, and they they didn't necessarily rule themselves out either. But it's kind of became apparent that with the schedule overlaps at least temporarily, like it's just it's not going to work. And anything, unfortunately, that there wasn't an overlap, even if I couldn't do it, um, I reached out to Jay. Jay wasn't available either, and he's the only one I trust to really do it because he, he's actually been to more of my meetups than I have. So he, he's <laughs> he's the next guy that I would trust to do it. Um, and my brother works just as much, if not more, than I do too. So it, I, I you know, I have my trust in only really Jay, and with his schedule being kind of crazy, it, it, it's tough. It's it's a hard situation right now. Um, I'm trying. I, I reached out to all the core guys and told them like. It's not over. I'm just a little bit of a schedule problem right now. I I, I want to get us back to sidelines. I, I think they have the best food in Pittsburgh. So like my own selfish reasons, I want to be there, but um, I, it's kind of been made apparent that I might have to just uh, explore some other options. Okay. Yeah. It, it it's unfortunate, but you know, it, it happens with, especially a lot of groups experienced it post COVID where, you know, they, they had these fantastic places that they went to for years. And unfortunately some of them didn't survive COVID or they took a different approach to how they were running their business. And it, it happens. That's kind of what happened to us. Um, not to interrupt you, but it just, the thought came to my head. I, I think Unfortunately, with the Islanders just not having that great of a season last year and us reserving that room the way we did. Um, and, you know, I, I think it goes to all of us. Like, when the team does good, you get a better turnout. When it doesn't, it's it's not as good. Um, with us reserving the room and not getting the turnout that I was getting the seasons prior, I think, I think there was no made of that. And just kind of with possibly their expectations. And there's a kind of freakishly high expectation for the Steelers this year. I think people just want to see Kenny Pickett throw the ball because he's from here. So I, I, I think with that in mind, um, they just kind of they, – they put their priorities elsewhere once they kind of seen the, the rough season we had last year. Okay. And, you know, as a, as a you know, small business, you kind of kind of respect that. Right. And... I, I do. I, get, I mean, they're, they're there to make money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So – so I, I guess uh, are there any like dates that you circled and you're like, I don't care where we do it, where we're going to do it. Like, I, I definitely want to get together with the group. Like, have you circled some some dates that you're you're eyeing for your first meetup or a, a few meetups for this, this upcoming season? I have a whole list. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Um, I do have a whole list in my drawer, though, um, behind me. It's I, I got I want to get one in before the holidays, before Thanksgiving. Um, you know what I do for a living? It's going to be rough for me, and just um, it's going to be I, I think families are going to be going back home and vice versa and all that stuff. And like I don't really want to add to the chaos until after Christmas. So I'm gonna check. I got one date in mind uh, late November before uh, Thanksgiving is what I'm eyeballing, and I, I'm definitely making. I promise I'm doing everything I can to get something in before the holidays. After that, um, I, I definitely want to try to get us back to where we were, where we were doing at least one a month, if not more. Um, I just, right now I got to get through the holidays myself personally. And then um, 
get this kind of bar situation figured out and go from there. And I, it, I, I do have three bars in mind that I'm waiting to hear back on too. So hopefully something pops up here real soon. And it does sound like you guys will be gaining at least one new member in the next couple of months as well. Yep. So I'm sure you're pretty excited about that too. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. And uh, James, who has been running Isles Meetup DMV or the DC group for years now, he's relocating or he plans on, I think, relocating to the Pittsburgh area. So mm-hmm. we'll have two, you know, OG members being in, in the same market now, kind of like what we have here in Charlotte with myself and, and Kevin from Isles Meetup Tampa originally. So, like, it's definitely awesome to have, like, a 1A and a 1B kind of like goal. Right, yeah, and a 1C like a, kind of, you know, yeah. like I, I'm really excited to get someone up here um, to help out with that, it just to, to kind of place my trust. If you know, I can't do it. Jay can't do it. Okay. Well, James has been doing it and knows exactly what he's doing. So I, I'm really excited for James to come up here. I, I've talked to him about it. I'm pumped. Um, so at least there's, you know, I got that too. And it's exciting to have, you know, a, another number too. I, you know, I met James a couple of times. He's been to one of my, He's been at two of my meetups actually. So, you know, and I went down to the DC takeover, which is where I met you. Sorry for yelling in your, your ear all night. <laughs> yeah. But, and I kind of talked about that on last episode, how awesome that experience was and how awesome like their blast. bar is. So like, once again, people in DC, like you need to get out to the Irish channel because it's an awesome bar and it's so close to the arena. and that was just so much fun. That was it really was so fun. I, I that is one of the overall best meetup memories I have. Just like I can't help but smile at that night. That was so. That was just I met Devin that night too. Like that was that was a blast. Yeah, I I could not believe how we legit took over uh, that entire bar. People were le- like Cavs fans were leaving because of us. Like that. Like. <laughs> Oh my, I could yeah. just reminisce about that all night. Like that was awesome. That was, and you know, got to give shout out to Isles Meetup Tampa. They're about to have their takeover on Saturday. And I, I already know that there's going to be big numbers for that. So if you are planning to head to the game in, in Tampa on Saturday, definitely head to Harpoon Harry's before, because that pregame is going to be awesome. I've been to it personally and the bar is awesome. It's walking distance to the arena. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then the next day you got South Florida with Eric and his group. So the the Islanders are going to get a little bit of road support these next couple of games. And then obviously our group in Raleigh on October 28th, we sold out our section. So that's going to be just unbelievable and the tailgate's a bunch of fun and i'm going to be taking my daughter to her first game so well her first islander game i took her to a bridgeport islanders charlotte checkers game so that was technically her first hockey game but now i'm going to take her to her first like real islander game and i'm super excited about that even you know the meetup is going to be great and whatnot, but like as a father, like that's going to be a very special game. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That, that's exciting. Good for you, Mikey. Yep. 
it's gonna be cool. And I guess before I let you go, you saw me wearing my fisherman jersey all day. I did that. <laughs> I did that on purpose to just get all the boomers upset. So <laughs> real quick, we won't spend too much time diving into it. What What are your thoughts on the reverse retro? Are you a fan that it's back? Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. My 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 problem right now is I, I don't know whose name to get on it, but I'm. I'm really, really excited. I, I love it. I think it's a good, I think it's a really good design. I like, I like the cleanup that they did with changing the fonts um, with the I and the S at the end, making it symmetrical. Um, I think the colors work. I, I think it's really good. Um, it's, I, I'm really excited. It's, it's finally my chance as like a actual, I guess, contributing fan to get a piece of authentic fisherman memorabilia that like can kind of stick to me. Cause I, all I, all I got research and reading, um, you know, about that time. I, I don't have any actual real memories of it or anything like that. So this is, I'm really excited for my chance to get on the, the, the craziness and the goofiness of what the fisherman is. So I'm pumped about it. Yeah. Well, as you could see, yes. I'm also pumped about it. Like yeah, I've I, been a fan since day one and Kevin's bad right now. <laughs> It's all right. You know, it, it, it's just the Jersey people like have a little fun. It, it's going to be okay. Guess what? I also like the black Brooklyn Jersey, like have at it. Like I'm a fan of that one. There's really only like one Islander Jersey. I never liked. And it was like that Halloween one that just said Islanders. <laughs> that yeah, was it. That's, like, I, I don't like that's, that's that, mine. That, too. That's my least. That one. should be the Jersey that people are up in arms about. Like, this one at least looks like looks stylistically. It looks appealing. like something. It looks like something. So like, yeah, it, it's a, it's a Jersey. We all know why the NHL is doing reverse retros. They're trying to just make more money and just be okay with it. It's going to be okay. People. It's just a Jersey. They'll wear it like two six games times. or four games or whatever. Like six, times. Oh, yeah. six it is six times. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's six. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So let's just like support the Islanders and say, you know what? Let's have them sell as many jerseys as possible, make a ton of money, and then like maybe lower ticket prices or sign some big free agents. Like when your team makes money, that's good. <laughs> they could have my money for the fisherman jersey. I mean, they already get my money, but like they're they're getting my money now at home. <laughs> and I did see that like the pre-orders for Barzy and Lee like sold out. Oh, really? I, I haven't looked yeah. since like it kind of went up live. Um, be just because I'm, I'm really torn who I want to get. So I just kind of looked at it real quick, looked at the prices, and just kind of went on my way. Um, so that, that that's where I'm torn at. I, I was leaning toward if I can get it. Um, without I guess I can do a custom. I'm leaning toward either Sorokin or Dobson. Yeah, I, I think those are two solid options. They're going to be here for a while, right? That that's my thing. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go. You know, as much as I love Parisi or something like that, but like everyone knows, like it's kind of the twilight of his career. So like, mm -hmm. this might be his last. Like as much as I love the guy, I mean, I, I was banging the drum hard for him last year. So I, I just I don't want to get someone that's just going to you know call it after this season. But so that's. I, I, I also have really bad luck too. So I kind of want to put my chips where I feel confident with, you know, seeing like a nice, nice long-term no move deal 
Yeah, I, I just wish that on like NHL.com, they will let you have like more than the 15 letters or whatever it is, because, you know, Isles meet up pit or like, you know, Pittsburgh or something like mm-hmm. along those lines, like to. First of all, it's just like a walking advertisement when you wear the right. jersey to games and whatnot. And then like having that on your jersey would be a, a cool, you know, thing that's not going to like no one's going to get traded for miles meet up Pittsburgh. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. You're not going anywhere. No. And uh, it, it just thinks that they cut you off at a certain amount of letters and it wouldn't fit because I've I've toyed around with that. So. I could just slap Pittsburgh on it. I'm sure that would get plenty of Penns fans a little fired up. Oh, just like the, the <laughs> ho saying they were so fired oh, up about that. I was at that game. I was at that game. Um, or I shouldn't say that game, but it was, I want to say it was his first game in Pittsburgh. And yeah, people were going nuts about it. It's like, dude, you realize he's doing it because he likes Lemieux, right? Like he's not mocking him. But I'm truly they, surprised that 66 wasn't just like retired across yeah, the league. I'm, I'm that's truly surprised. Shocking. Yeah, it is a little shocking, but it, it was, I'm not going to lie. I, I did like seeing 66 on an Islanders Jersey. And even I, I liked when Paul Fee for a season or a half a season or whatever it was, had 68. Like I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Like it, I don't, I don't know. I, like, I, I have a lot more problems to worry about than what, numbers are on the back of someone's jersey i guess like i like i i understand where people are coming from but like the end of the day like doesn't matter like he whatever he did on the ice he's going to do whether he's wearing one through 99 yeah which uh, you know 99 i think is the one that i kind of be like can't do that one that well i'm pretty sure that one is just retired league-wise yeah 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 that's probably the one that's the one where i'm you can't do that one yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Jeff, dude, it was a blast hanging with you, and I just appreciate everything you've done to spread the Islander fandom in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, hopefully, like I said, there'll be a Saturday game in Pittsburgh coming up one of these years so that I could take the drive up from Charlotte, maybe get some of the Charlotte group up as well. We'll get be fun. Philly involved. We'll get buffalo involved and we'll just really just have a day that would be awesome yeah man that'd be a good time for sure well you definitely start getting your rest in now because we know holiday season for mailmen is not not fun not so get get some new new balance sneakers or something to be be kind to your feet with all that walking that you're going to be doing. So oh, I, I rock the Pappy new balances all day, man. Oh yeah. Got it <laughs> for sure. I love the air, air monarchs, like just dad shoes. Oh yeah. All day. <laughs> cool, man. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you hanging with us tonight and uh, let's go Islanders. Let's go Islanders. See you, Mikey. See ya.